Hey, welcome to Pod of Mercy. I am your host, Long Hair Linda, and our special guest co-host today is... Tony D. Tony D. Yeah, we're in here. We're in here. Yeah. We're in here. And also to our listeners, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas if indeed. You Christmas. And your happy holidays, seasons, greetings, and a happy new year to you. Yes, indeed. Um... So I don't know if you've if you've managed to listen to a few of these episodes. No, um, I, I I caught a snippet of the flawless one. It's and and I said, <laughs> okay, I have to be involved. I have to be involved, man. Well, they start. I start off with a rapid fire just to get us warmed up. Okay. A little bit of an icebreaker. Yeah, now okay. you have forty five seconds, Tony, to answer ten questions. Do you think you can do it? Four and a half seconds of each question. I think. For I, me to I, ask I, and you to answer. Yeah, go for it. Go All on. right. Let me just get my timer together. Okay, ready? Yeah. And go. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Favourite Christmas song? Fuck out of here. <laughs> You're not going to answer? All right. Uh, what's your biggest pet peeve? Ah, uh, shitty drivers. Sunrise or sunset? Sunrise. Name three things you want from Santa this year. Uh, money, money and money. Okay, dream car? I don't care about cars. Uh, if you could have any superpower, which would you choose? To fly. Would you prefer to have lots of money or lots of free time? Lots of free time. Favourite Christmas food? Stuffing. Best piece of advice you received? Um, uh, oh, I know this one as well. If you uh, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And you literally said it just as the timer <laughs> of went. Course. Amazing. Of course. Wow. I mean. That was impressive. That was great advice. It was, was very my older brother. Nice. Uh, it was written on the wall of his studio. And do you know the worst thing is I saw it, I saw it for years. Mm-hmm. And years and years I looked at the same thing and read it and read it and read it. And one day the penny dropped what it actually meant, what it really means. And it's life changing. It's like you can change your life based on that piece of information. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's incredible. Good nice. piece of advice. Good advice. That's a great advice. All right, well, in addition to being an incredible rapper, as we were just talking about Thank you. as well, and, and a battle rap legend, uh, you are also a teacher. Yes, indeed. Well, I'm a teaching assistant. I am not a fully fledged teacher. Because I wouldn't like to take anything away from those good men and women that teach and that, that studied and went and, like, I fell mm. on my ass into this. This was, like, just by an accident, a happy accident. Okay. But, yeah, so I'm a teaching assistant. Um, okay. And I'm also uh, an emotional literacy support assistant, which is nice. Answer. Yeah, so all the if children have uh, emotional difficulties, anger problems, depression, because it happens, uh, yep. then we, they come and see me and we, we talk this stuff through. And That's we see if we can't uh, change your way of thinking about certain things. Wow. Oh, that would be amazing when I was at school. Yeah, wow. imagine, Ooh. imagine. Imagine like a lot of the, oh man, I'm honestly just thinking of so many things that could have been different mm. at school if I had something it's like that. It's just like therapy. It's amazing. It's like therapy. It really is. Okay, well I thought you would be the perfect guest co-host to talk about some of the memories that you have from school. Okay. Woo! So, are we um, going back now? Especially because, I mean, now you experience the other side of school then. Yeah. So, yeah, now I, I, like, I'll be honest, I should find all my teachers on Facebook and apologize to them. <laughs> like, I should like, just DM them all and just be like, I'm so sorry, man. Yeah, school. Primary school, I was blessed. Secondary school, I was a nightmare. But yeah, well, let's, let's, let's go right from the beginning. Do you remember much of, like, you know, nursery, reception, kindergarten, anything? Oh, like yeah. Okay. Like, uh, the um there's a massive i'm from south london like mm-hmm. there's a massive cathedral in Southwark called st george's cathedral 
and I went to the St. George's school, which is attached to it. And the nursery is attached to the church. Okay. So my very, uh, I've still got the scar from uh, where I fell over. An iron, a little toy iron stabbed me in the arm and gave me a, I remember to this day that scar is from that, that building wow. next to the church where I went to nursery in the very early 80s. <laughs> <laughs> the very early 80s. Whoa. Um, yeah. Uh, so I, yeah, I still remember nursery. I remember my first teacher in when I was in like infants, juniors. Well, now infants, it would have been um, Miss Yala. Who always oh, wow, used to you have, know her name. Yeah, she was she was old. And now I think about <laughs> it now, like she seemed ancient to me, but she could have only been. She had to be sixty something because mm. you got to retire after that, right? Yeah. So she had to be around. She had to be there. like under sixty-five. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but she always had this spittle between her top lip and her <laughs> bottom lip. At all times, like so, she would talk, and sometimes this this piece of spit would be like a string, mm -hmm. and it would waver as she spoke, and the air left her <laughs> mouth. This little piece of spit would waver, and then when she stopped, it would snap back into place. It was like it was glued there, um, and her breath smelled like coffee oh. consistently, <laughs> like just consistently. Um, yeah, like um, she was my uh, first. My, my my first earliest primary school teacher man and i loved wow. primary school mm. like I, I, I like learning i still like learning mm. now um but yeah i really enjoyed primary school but yeah she was like my first i know a load of them um miss bins <laughs> i think i had um i think i might have had a crush on her too <laughs> um and she she did a thing uh, she brought my mum into school um and so you know for a, a parent teacher yeah whatever they're doing um and she said, have you noticed this about him? And she said, Anthony, which is what they call me then, mm -hmm. I wasn't always told me, uh, <laughs> sit on your hands. All right, I sat on my hands. Now speak. Mm -mm. It, like, I, I talk with my, I talk as much with my, my oh, body language and my hands. Okay. And she had noticed it and, said, and asked my mum, has you noticed this? And of course I have, he's my son. Do you <laughs> know what I mean? Like, I live with him forever. But yeah, the, the um, that was one thing that, that she made me realize about myself is that I'm expressive when I when I talk. Yeah. Like so, the hand movements, the body language, the gestures, everything comes into to how you express yourself. Right. Because it's more than just the words. Um, and she was probably the first teacher to make me realize that. Uh, that was I might have been seven or eight. Okay, so that's um, primary school. And then I had yeah, then I had Mrs. Shields, um, for I think my I had Mrs. Banger, who was from Wales. Uh, and then I had Mrs. Shields, whose husband worked in the secondary school I went to. Um, so I couldn't escape that family. Yeah, yeah we had a, a, an intrinsic link. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, like no, I love primary school, man. I, I proper enjoyed it. Like I was one of the smartest kids in primary school. Um, I was one of the fastest. Mm. Like I was popular. Shit was cool. Primary my cousin was in amazing. my class. You know, I loved primary school too. Who did? I know, it's so great. Well, you say that. I, I see kids now who do not enjoy yeah, primary school. Yeah, who are not school. having a good time. Um, but yeah, no, it is the greatest thing in the world. I man. loved it. I mean, I I had, I had went to schools in different countries, so I only actually came to England when I was seven. Oh, oh wow. So I was born in Kenya, but my mum, uh, me and my mum moved to a French-speaking country in Central Africa called Djibouti. And so I lived there from like two to five okay so i had like my nursery and reception in djibouti uh -huh. and i only thing i really remember is like a pool because it was always super <laughs> humid so i'd always just be in the pool and why not um, and why not 
my mum tells me stories and they kind of like you know resonate a little mm. bit but like I, I was super like smart and like I, I spoke four languages Jeez. in that time I know it's insane yeah. It's the best time for it though. You see, as a kid, yeah. like the one piece of advice I give people: if you're bilingual, mm. like talk to your kid in your native, like, like hit them with, yeah. it, man. just speak to them in different languages, because their brain absorbs it. it it's no it, difference to them. It's normal. Yeah, it's absolutely normal, man. Like I had English and Swahili anyway. Um, Swahili is the, the national language in Kenya. Well, technically English is as well. British colony, right there. but um, I yeah, so Swahili. Do you? Yeah, but only because of Monster Cody. Okay. Yeah, he's a, a LA gangbanger, but he wrote a book, um, and I've read his book several times. And when he went to jail, he converted to this uh, this Pan African kind of movement they okay. had going on, and they spoke in Swahili. Mm. So like, I know Kinsu is a knife, like Kisu. Yeah, there you go. Mm. And that's where I know it from. Yeah. See, I've only, but I've only seen it read, so he spells it K I N S U. But how you pronounce it, Kisu? Yeah, no, it's not an N. It, it, it may very well be though, because it's a so. Swahili's made up of, of tribal, like old tribal languages, mm-hmm. One, the main one being Bantu. So there are certain words that are like can be translated to Swahili, are very close, but they mm-hmm. might be from like okay, Zimbabwe yeah. or that like, you know, sense. somewhere close. Sense. Yeah, so. Yeah. Um, like old English in, into how we speak. Exactly, that, yeah. yeah. So it's very, it's very mixed. But yeah, so my schooling was kind of weird because then I, I moved well then I did one year of primary school in Kenya because mm-hmm. I moved back to Kenya when I was five and then I came here okay and you've been here so, ever since yeah and I've been here ever since so then I had I had schooling in my, my first primary school in England was in Forest Gate East London and so it was shout mixed. out to East London, shout East London my favourite place Um, yeah and it was you know super mixed and so friendly. how was that coming from an African country mm-hmm. where I don't imagine white people are an everyday occurrence. Oh, now they are. What a deal now. Mm-hmm. But then, and I, what, what year was this? Pardon me. No, no, no. So I came to England in 95. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, I'm old. Because 95. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not that far from you. I was <laughs> seven at 95. Yeah, you do. You do not know. I was in my teens. In that, <laughs> like way into my teens in 95. I was raving at Westwood in 1995. Um, so yeah, so how was it coming from uh, like black everywhere? I used to work mm-hmm. with a woman who told me she went to work. She left Nigeria and went to work in America, mm-hmm. and she said I didn't know I was black until I got to America. Here's the thing: living in East London, that wasn't when I realised I was black. Okay. I realised I was black two years later when my mum bought a house in Essex ah. and took us out. To Essex, yeah. where there was one other black family in the entire yeah. town, right? And the daughter went to my primary school that I then went to there because I went to now a different primary school in Essex mm. for the final year, my year six. That's when I heard the N word said mm. to me. Mm-hmm. That's where, like, all of these things, all of these experiences, these, they yeah. started in Essex. in Essex. So, my first two years in England. I was around black people, white people, Asian people. And it, yeah, it wasn't And it thing. felt like uh, Kenya, but with some more white people, because there's quite a few Asian people in Kenya. Yeah, as well. yeah, of course. <laughs> so it just felt like I was still in Nairobi, but with white people, and everything yeah. was calm. Like everything was uh-huh. cool. I was super smart at school. I was super advanced. That's one thing I noticed was that I, I we learned way more in the African than, education system. Yeah. Is uh, I read a statistic about this a few years ago when I was in social work. Um, and it said what 
the, uh, a nine-year-old in Nigeria learns is what a 15-year-old in the UK learns and what right. an 18-year-old in the US learns. That actually sounds about right. That's yeah. the level mm-hmm. of education. Yeah. Like, so that makes perfect sense to me. Like, you would be and, mad. And another thing as well is that, um, you know, you pay for education mm-hmm. in Kenya um, and obviously a lot of African countries. So when you're paying for it and it's, you know, it's private education, you get the best education, yeah. right? So coming here, I remember... <laughs> to a primary school in Forest Let Cape. me tell you something. Holy I shit. walked into, right? I walked in and I was like what is happening like kids were just running wild a teacher came out and was like no you need to go and stand over here and the kid just went shut up and i was like wait wait let me just paint a picture so before i left nairobi when i was in my primary school right we had a uniform right Mm -hmm. and it had like you we looked like we were in scouts that's the closest thing i can give you right so you know, you had your little tie and whatever. You had to be very clean, presented. Your shoes had to be clean. They checked your fingernails. Your fingernails had to be clean. Like, Damn. yeah. You stand, when you first arrive, you stand in a line so with your classmates. I work in school now. Do you know how many children with dirty would fail the dirty fi- mm-hmm. It's nine o'clock in the morning. Are you a mechanic? <laughs> Why are your nails dirty at 9 a.m.? What have you been doing? What did you, you do? You just here? got here. You just woke up and <laughs> came here. Like, but I, f- I discovered some people don't have daily baths. No. They, they, they have. A girl told me, uh, I, I miss my weekly bath on Wednesday, so I have to have it tonight on Thursday. I, and you know, I had to stop myself from yeah. saying, God damn, you have one bath in your week. Do you know what? That was the first thought. Well, you know, when that whole um, people not washing their legs <laughs> everywhere on Twitter, my first thought was, you're making that decision for you, and that's nasty enough. But you know what? None of my business. But that means if you have kids, they're not going to wash their legs. They just think that's they're gonna learn that that's okay and that's how you oh my god that was the first thing I thought I was thinking all of these ridiculous dirty habits you lot have you're passing on to your children and they don't realize that that's not normal. It's baffling. It's baffling. I miss my weekly bath. I like, wish anyone could say that around an African mother. My, my goodness. God. A weekly bath, you know? Mm-mm. Like, oh, okay. You're sorry, but I interrupted no, your story no, no. because that, yeah, the, like, that's I imagine the fingernails, check your fingernails, the whole fingernails thing. Your, uh, your parents, your shoes had to be clean. And of course, you don't talk back to a teacher. I used to get in trouble, not because I talk back to teachers, but because I was just a chatterbox. Mm. You couldn't tell. Um, <laughs> so I'd be sat, like, you know, I'm supposed to be doing my work, or whatever, and I'm like, rah, 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 chatting. And then you, you know, you have to go outside, pick your switch, and get hit on the back of the hand. Like, that's what happens. So. Coming here and then just hearing shut up to teachers, people just not paying attention, and then like even answering questions. I'm like hearing the questions, and I'm like, it's so easy. I'm looking around, no one's putting their hand mm-hmm. up, nobody knows. Like, what? Yeah. It, and I'm like, wait. So that was that had that took some getting used to, but generally speaking, it was okay until I went to Essex. And that was so, cool. but did you excel at school? Yeah. Yeah, so all the way through. Like, mm. you went, but you went Secondary uni. Secondary school, I had issues. But you went uni, you did, did the whole yeah, yeah, yeah. So I studied law at uni. Uh, uh, but oh, that's you. only because a Shit. teacher told my mom that I should. Okay. Uh, because of told my performance in English. And my mom was like, you know what? That's <laughs> yeah, that's do. what you're going to do. That's what's going to happen. Sheesh. All right. Well, yeah. Sorry. We kind of went all over the place, but. Yeah, that was primary um, school. That was primary. I loved, I loved. Primary. Yeah, I love primary, primary man. Primary. I used to school. love sitting in book corners. Did you have like book corners and just like no, you know, no, some shelves and in, just just I like information. Okay. Like I love information. Mm. So just the people stand at the front of a room, 
and tell you information all day long. Mm. And then what they ask, they ask you to write about that information that they've just told you. Yeah. Sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes it's easy. Mm. But it's really just processing that same information and putting it down on a piece of paper. Right. And I lack information. I lack learning stuff. Mm. So for me, in yeah, in primary school, it like. Yeah, I was like top in the top of the class, like I was in the top five of the class in primary mm-hmm. school. That I was on my work. Like I used to get in trouble um because I used to finish my work so quickly that there's fuck all to do. So I play around. I yeah, mess, around mess around. With, like like, like I said, chatting. my cousin was mm-hmm. in the class. Yeah. So we and we the only two black kids in the class the only two black boys in the class. Wow. So it's just me and him. So we 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 laughing and joking. Mm-hmm. Like so I used to get in trouble because of that. And then he, every school report was like, he, he does his work. But then he, he, he interrupts other children. And he messes around and stuff. <laughs> that sounds like me. So, yeah. So what they used to do was, like, my mom said, can't you give him extra stuff? Mm-hmm. Like, so when I was, like, six, my reading age was 11. Mm-hmm. Um, so they would just give me books. So I'd sit quite contentedly. Yeah. And read big people just books. Learn some new yeah, things. just n- learn some shit I didn't know before. Yeah. Just take it all in, man, because it's like the world's a mess. It's a big, wide fucking world. Mm. So anything, anything you can take in, like, and me myself personally, being not just a child of the the diaspora uh, and uh, the, the the effects of slavery, but also colonialism in in Ireland. Mm. So both of my parents are immigrants. So I know there's a wider world than what they're telling me at school. Because both of my parents come from two different parts of Mm -hmm. the world and none of them are here. Mm -hmm. So that alone, when I used to read like history and you you go into school and they teach you history and you say, well, my mum showed me something that like this is incorrect. Mm -hmm. Or my my dad and my grand showed me this thing here that and you get known as a troublemaker because you're you're challenging the narrative. But it's because I know better. Mm-hmm. And when, like, a guy used to, uh, Cromwell, Cromwell used to walk around taking pot shots at this Irish peasant, like, man, woman, child. This guy, what was his name? It wasn't Cromwell. What was his name? I forget anyway. But he'd go, he'd drive around the Irish countryside and just shoot people. They don't teach you that in British history. No. But it's a thing that happened. Mm-hmm. Like, they used to think the Irish had tails. So they did they, they, like they just slaughtering people. This is an eight hundred year war they mm-hmm. did. You know what I mean? Like the first attempt at colonialism. But knowing that my mum being from Ireland, so me knowing Irish history and understanding that, I mean, so so everything that you say is not a- accurate. Everything you say is from your perspective, mm-hmm. and in much the same way as like my parents, my, my my dad is from Dominica. That side of my family is from the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even looking at that, the stuff that they would tell you about slavery and then about like segregation and racism and stuff, and like, hmm, like my my grand told me some really different stories from mm-hmm. what you are explaining to me. So for me, like information is key. I love learning new things. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I truly enjoy. It. I embrace it. Um, and luckily, my kids are the same. They like learning new things. They like. I think that kind of curiosity is can be genetic because I see it in my family too. I see it in my mum, uh-huh. and I used to see it in my grandma. And so I knew that that's where I was getting it from because they had that same trait. It's the, the fascination. Yeah, it's just. A, a, I need to know more. How? Like you told me this, great, but I need to. I need to know yeah. more. That and like that's the and key. And especially when you find out as a kid, at least for me. Because I had a moment in an after-school club in East London when I realised, oh, adults don't know what they're talking about. 
because I had one of the adults who was looking after us, we were doing some kind of activity, argue with me at eight years old that Africa is a country. Oh, God. I said, I'm from there. I literally got a flight from there last year. What are you trying to tell? No, Africa is a country, Linda. Oh, God. I said, oh. So these people don't, just because they're grown up. And they left that person in charge of Jesus. I said, from that moment, I said, I don't care if you're a grown up and I'm supposed to listen to you. I'll listen. But I'm not not trusting you all the way. Because that's not, you can't, and then to not accept the, you know, the correction because it's a, coming from a child, I was like, okay, these are, you know, I need, yeah. it, it was a great lesson because I took that to school, I took that to life, you know, I'm not just oh, accepting yeah. just information. Oh yeah, just because people are older than you, yeah. it doesn't mean they know what the fuck they're talking about. Especially when you get older and you're like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Cheat, if I, I had to advise anyone, I'm like, listen, listen maybe don't, you know, listen, grain of salt. They let me in a school. <laughs> Like, I'm in charge of other people's children. Right. Like, at a malleable age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, where they're taking information. Yeah, if you had, like, evil intentions, you could create, like, evil yeah, geniuses. Yeah, you could, like, you could fuck the up age. their whole life. Yeah. But, like, yeah, they, they leave me in charge of mm-hmm. children, man. Do you know what I mean? Luckily, I really like children. Yeah. Like, I, 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 little humans that you can pour... Like just you, you pour stuff into them. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And, and it's the cup that's forever. Like it doesn't fill up. Yeah. The cup stays no matter how much you pour in. It, it just keeps receiving. Like and it's wonderful to watch. Like I uh, last year, like last year, the year before, I taught phonics. Um, because I'm I'm trained in phonics. Mm-hmm. Uh, which uh, a woman not far from here, Ruth Miskin. Um, she started in a school in Stratford. She invented this 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 way of teaching phonics. And teaching children to read. Okay. And uh, she started in a school in Stratford, and I think like she almost obliterated their um, even like their, their literacy rate, like it went through the roof. Even dyslexic children were wow. understanding. Um, so like I teach phonics, uh, and it's a wonderful thing to see a kid who like they they, they can't grasp this, mm-hmm. and then you go over it with them. What sound does this make? Like what sound of the A and I? What sound is it? It's an A sound. Even though it's got iron, it's an A sound. So anytime you see that in the middle of a word, it's A. And all of a sudden, it, like when the, once the penny finally drops and you see it open up a whole new world, because, oh, that's afraid, paid, late. Mm. And now they can just read something. Mm. They can read. And watching them go from like, when you take, even in, a, in the space of a year, because children learn a lot in a year and they change a lot in a year. Yeah. So just in that space, watching them, it's, it makes all the other shit worthwhile mm-hmm. like all the nonsense that you put up with the stress mm-hmm. the like the bad kids and I, I don't even want to say bad kids but the kids who who haven't been shown better nurture is seldom yeah yeah, yeah there the you nurture go. side is seldom it's not by nature there you go yeah. which is what i deal with heavily as an elsa which mm-hmm. is the emotional literacy um it, it people who like i tweeted just yesterday like we all need therapy every mm-hmm. single one Ooh, of us needs the therapy yeah like, to go and spill our guts to a complete stranger, with free from judgment, mm-hmm. with someone who's not gonna point a finger at you and 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 and, and go in on you. We all need to express that, like, mm-hmm. and just to let it come tumbling out. Cause there's a, there's a skit on Iron Man, the Ghostface album, and he say, don't you know if a man could flip himself inside out, he fall out and die, right? And and he goes on to say like everything that create the universe is in you, so you are one with the universe. Mm-hmm. So nothing can happen without your say so 
because you are the universe. Yeah. The same time, once you are not here, you're still within the universe, but you're just influencing in a different way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that the, that thing of tipping yourself inside out is really important. Like I've done it in stages. I've still I still have baggage that I need to get rid of. Yeah. But in stages, I've I've emptied out a pocket or two. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, and looked it and examined the contents and kicked it around the floor and that and all right. And you see things from a different angle and you, and you gain a new perspective. And I, the opportunity for everybody to do that should be there. It mm-hmm. should be available to everyone. Um. So, so, and I forgot even the thread of what we was talking about. Well, I, I think it's the point of... That oh, nurture, nurture fading the them. Yeah. So, you're talking about children who come from parents who were failed. Mm-hmm. So, if you don't know better, how can you do better? Mm, you can't. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. my, I was talking to my friend the other day, one of my good friends. He's probably the smartest guy I, I know, man. Like, he, he's got a, uh, he's got a favorite Roman emperor. Okay. Yeah, that, like, this guy knows everything. Wow. He knows everything, man. He, he's actually got a podcast. Uh, I won't put it on here because it's competition. Uh, <laughs> no, um, please tell people. If it uh, helps oh, no, uh, Surviving Society is cool, man. Nice. Like, it's it's my closest friend. I've known him 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um, but he said to me, he was talking to someone he knows. And he said, well, before you make this decision, do some research on it. And he said about three hours later, the fella came back and said he'd done this thing. He said, did you research? He went, yeah, yeah, I did. And he said at that point it occurred to him he doesn't know what research is mm-hmm. like he actually doesn't know what to research something is yeah and he, he, he said how can i be mad at him he doesn't know and that's the, like the stage i'm at now i'm looking I'm, I'm i'm teaching children who their nurture is failing them but it's largely because that whatever was in place for their parents failed them mm-hmm. And not even just as children, but as adults, like you're talking about domestic violence, mm. you know, like th- these type of things. Yet the adults around you have failed you. And so it's really important for me to try to drum home this message of you, you don't have to hold on to that. See that thing there? Mm. Let it go. Let it go. But it's like you were saying, at that age, they are taking everything they're, in. They are sponge. So that means the negative's going in too. Exactly. And it's it's hurting them and it's hurting their behavior and their learning capacity and how they look yeah. at life and it's because they take everything and so it's so that's why i always think it's so so important because people talk about like you know especially as a woman if you say you know you're not really interested in having kids they're like do you not like it's like oh, i love kids i think they're great and so you then have to get into that conversation and then, and then i'm like but i don't want to fuck a human <laughs> i really don't because i i look around and i just think Oh my god! So I would never. So I change my answer now that I'm 32. I change my answer to, if I change my mind and I feel ready, mm-hmm. I'd rather adopt because why not, right? That's a that's a great. And and a well. reason for an, another reason for that is because I would be ready then. Yeah. It wouldn't be an accident. It wouldn't be a well. We're here now. That yeah, we're gonna yeah, make yeah. it work. And this is not to judge anybody, but. If you're not mentally ready, it means that you could be failing another human being that then has to uh, like attack this world and yeah, go into this adapt world and be to this 
this mad world and it's only getting madder it's only getting madder like i know people think like you know we it's all relative in the time that you live but we've never been this connected with everybody at the same time yes yeah stuff was mad before there was slavery and wars and all of (laughs) but we still have that now but we can just see all of it at the same time absolute nail on it right and it's like madness is still happening it's just that we can see it in real time and we can't do anything most of the time to stop it but just watch and go oh my god yeah like what the fuck is going on what's, what's going on how can I help oh and I still have bills to pay shit right uh-huh. turn it off go do something else and then it it's a lot so it's I feel loads. like I don't want to bring a human into the world to deal with that and then they're yeah. also not prepared for even the smaller things exactly really? yeah, and that's, a lot of these children are not prepared not for. Prepared. there's a lack of resilience mm. amongst the younger generation because they, any adversity is kind of they break do down at the, at the yeah they break down at the first stage of adversity right. and it's it's like well life is gonna get way harder than mm. this so you've got to learn some defense mechanisms you've got to learn some coping mechanisms to get you through this thing mm. like so and a lot of kids are like it would become anger and, and that type of stuff mm. there yes um which is why they come to me and mm. we try to like because it's okay to be angry I I will never in life tell anybody don't be angry it's the most normal it keeps you safe it's an, an emotional response and it keeps you safe it's a, a defensive reason. mechanism yes. from from the time we would like single cell you mm-hmm. like well not that far back mm-hmm. but it goes but it's way back yeah it's actually it. in yeah. our dna like I, I heard the other day that we've got two natural fears it's loud noises and hats those are our two as humans those mm-hmm. are our two innate fears because a loud noise means something mad is happening mm-hmm. and if you're up high you can fall down and die the up high 100% yeah, agree with that one because yeah, oh, I'm not good with heights I do not like heights no, I'm, I'm out of <laughs> but um, yeah so dealing with these ch- uh, these children like I saw something the, uh, just yesterday I went to a conference an Elsa conference and um, they said if babies are sensory because they have no language they, they everything is sensory yeah right and this is your this is what they call your lizard brain this is the primitive brain okay right so this is just you taking in information so if you're a baby in a house and every time the front door opens at a particular time the force that comes into that house is a negative force and arguments start mm. and what you as a child your trigger will be a door opening Right, and when you're five or six, and door opens and someone walks to your classroom, and you tense up and freeze with no idea why, why? it's because the sensory information mm. that you took on before you could process anything rationally, mm. the sensory information said there's a threat every time the door opens. Yeah. So you still flinch. It's the same for uh, domestic violence. If women are pregnant and suffer domestic violence, uh, the adrenaline that runs the cortisol. Uh, the fight or flight or freeze mm-hmm. response that charges into the baby obviously of course, yeah. so these children are born with heightened levels of cortisol which means their natural state is to be anxious, anxious. Yeah, yeah like, like at, all times, yeah. at all times at all times and it takes therapy to get past that yes it takes a great deal of, of mm-hmm. picking away and chipping at that shit there. So that's if everyone had access to therapy just to go and talk, mm-hmm. to sit back and even the most minor of things. Like I'm, a, I'm, I'm the older I'm getting, the more reflective I'm getting. Same. And there's things that have occurred to me that like 
that is why that very particular instance there is what I based an entire behavior on. Yes, I literally the, do that all the time. Yeah, th- that followed me. Yeah. Like when I was doing, when I was training to be at Elsa, uh, we'd like, we had to go through like trauma and rare. Mm. So we, we learned a lot about child psychology and stuff. And then it occurred to me, like going through it, I had abandonment issues. Mm. And those abandonment issues had dictated, like I literally mapped a path mm-hmm. of, ah, look, that's why I did that. That's why that. And that's then, why I reacted yeah, like that. Yeah, that's mm. why I behaved this way. Mm. And up to now, oh, this is why I am the way that I am. Mm. And that's something I have to work out. And having kids has helped me work on that a yeah. lot. Because they're not going nowhere. They mm. stuck with me, whether they like it or not. <laughs> or like, not. They yeah. in a headlock. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's just like everybody should just be afforded that time mm. free from judgment mm. completely free from finger pointing just to go through all the shit say say by it out loud qualified yeah professional by a professional that can yeah that can help you that can help man it's, it, it's absolutely necessary man because but we, i like i said i wish i had you know the, the closest thing i had to that which it's not really close at all when i think about it but in secondary school i had anger management issues I put mm-hmm. that in quotes mm-hmm. um, because it's that do you know the scene and honestly when I watched Bad Boys 2 I was howling because the, near the beginning after after Will Smith shoots him in the arm mm-hmm. and they're in they're in Woosa. the, the Woosa right there's a point where he's sitting there with her and she says you're angry and he's like I'm not angry you yeah. that legit happened to me <laughs> in school I had to sit with an anger management counsellor once once or twice a week I can't remember and I would sit in this office with her and she would say you're angry and I'm like I'm not I'm not angry but you're angry that would be the conversation yeah and you see that that's a professional that has no idea of what it's like to be black and to be British right and to be African right and to be British mm-hmm. and the, the transition of my responses are based on off of what is happening around me right and what they're looking at again that same racist trope the angry black mm-hmm. woman right because as soon and as you challenge you've it you've given me angry black woman you've given me that label so at early like yeah 12 yeah and i'm sitting there and i'm like obviously i'm not able to process this and articulate it of but course at 32 not. i'm thinking okay so by 12 i'd lived in three different countries mm-hmm. i went from a multicultural forest gate to a very white Essex. I suffered racial abuse there mm-hmm. by the age of 10. You know, I came to school, you know, it was a bit more cult. My secondary school was a bit more mixed. But that's when I actually experienced real bullying. I stopped doing all of the sport I used to love to do. I was a really sporty kid. Stopped everything. Obviously, at 12, I can't tell you that. Yeah. I can't. I don't even yeah, know you that can't that's process it yourself. No. You can't process it. But instead of trying to figure out why I may appear to be angry, why I may appear to be struggling, you just sit there for 20 minutes and, say and you're tell angry, me you're, yeah. I'm, I'm angry. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's insane. I mean, okay, my secondary school experience was kind of, it was basically based on just being bullied for most of it, but still having good friends and still having great experiences, but also just not having good experiences as well. What about you? Because you love primary school. What was secondary school like? Secondary school. I'd like, do you know what? I've still got friends now. I'm in a WhatsApp group with friends from secondary nice. school now. Um, and like I said, my closest friend, I just said, my, the smartest guy I know, mm-hmm. I've known him from secondary school. Okay. Um, but 
like the first year we did a test we start, so we started in september mm. and we did this test in the december and there was five year groups so because it was a big school mm. as a side note about four of the teachers just got nicked for nonsense like they shut the Mate, school down yeah one like, of my te- two listen, of my teachers Ooh. listen um but Horrible. yeah so they um we had like a five in the five year intake five form intake mm-hmm. um sorry while i pour another drink that will come out <laughs> on the microphone oh it's fine sounds like that a call yeah, nah, yeah it's very good scotch let me literally i cannot knock you it's very good scotch my um, googling helped research people research research <laughs> go on yeah sorry. so um they, we did a test at like the in the december mm-hmm. and i'd come from being one of the brightest in my primary school mm-hmm. we did this test i came so far down in and i mean so five classes of 30 kids five, that's 150 kids mm-hmm. it's thinking about it now i didn't come that far down <laughs> but it was far enough for me to say so i tried my hardest and I only got there. Mm-hmm. Fuck this. Mm-hmm. So then, me Why and secondary, yeah, me and secondary school was all about me having fun. Mm-hmm. And then like that was at eleven. Um, it was which was kind of the same. It was just then when I discovered NWA. Um, oh, what a time to discover NWA! Yeah, oh like God. Straight Outta Compton had just dropped. Mm-hmm. He had just come out. Like I mean, it was Straight Outta Compton was fresh off the press. Um, so I heard that and I'd already been into rap. Like my uncle gave me um the Beastie Boys license to ill. My stepdad gave me uh Run DMC tougher than leather and I'd abs- I just rinsed this stuff, I'd absorbed it completely. And then I got to secondary school where there was kids who was older sixteen. They was sort of like when you're eleven and someone's sixteen, you damn near an adult. Mm. And they had all the latest music. They had everything. So I quickly hooked up. Like, <laughs> you know, you, you find who the guy is. Yeah. yeah. And me, I'm a sociable kind of a person. Mm. I'll, I'll worm my way in anywhere I feel to worm my way in. But also you find your tribe. You yeah, find yeah, 100%. Be yeah. So there was one guy, one Spanish you called Lopez. And he, he made me a mixtape. And at the beginning of the mixtape, he used the uh, NWA sample. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Mm-hmm. So then, boom, I went back. That there, from my hit, because I'm a summer baby, so I'm like the youngest in the class. Same. Ah, there <laughs> go. So, uh, yeah, so like I hit 12, and my school life, because I went to school in uh, Clapham Junction, mm-hmm. and I lived in Elephant, and like my school friends were like Brixton, Stockwell, uh, Allgate, Wolverhampton. They were far out. Right. Mm-hmm. So what I did when I got back to the block was way different to what I did at school. Right. So like coming back to the ends, I, I'm, this is what we do. We mm-hmm. do this every day. We just wait to go home to come to, to wait to get home from school and then run out on the road. Mm-hmm. So by the time I hit 12, yeah, it was weed, girls and rap music. Like that was my thing just from there. <laughs> so the rest of secondary school, like, I had in the third year I had detention every single day for a year because I never did homework and like even if I've got detention I'm not doing like you're keeping me here I'm not going to do my homework <laughs> while I'm here it's called homework and when I'm I at tell school. you we were the same person apart from the weed girls and rap music <laughs> I, for me it was more like 
So I was into cigarettes and pop, I think, at that age. But the detention thing, I never did my homework. I did not. I don't. I, I was like, I'm not doing homework. Oh. I don't care about it enough. The only homework I'd do would be English because I enjoy doing it. So like, I'll do some English lit homework because it involved reading, and I liked reading. I was doing it anyway. So I why got not? Beat in my mock English exam, and my teacher stood at the front of the class and said, "What were you smoking that day?" <laughs> What happened that day? Yeah, what was you smoking that day? Keep smoking it. Yeah, like, I got a beat. But I'm good with language. Like, language mm, has always kept my same. interest. Language is interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing, man. But, like, I did the same thing. Because I, I stopped, I told you I stopped doing all my sports and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even, I got to a point where I was like, I'm not even doing PE. If I'm not, because I came into my secondary school swimming for the school. Um, playing netball, playing tennis. And a little bit of athletics. I used to do not high jump, long jump. And a little bit of running, but I wasn't the best at it. But um, by the end of year seven, I wasn't doing anything, right? By year eight, I was making excuses to not be in PE. Because I was like, I'm not doing it competitively, so why would I even do PE? This is stupid, right? So I wasn't in PE. And then my teacher one day got so fed up with me. Because she was my teacher from the start. So Mm -hmm. she saw how I came in. And and in, you should, I guess she just wasn't equipped to deal with whatever was going on with me, right? So mm-hmm. she's like, one day she got so sick of me. She was like, you're not even doing forward rolls. We're in gym. <laughs> like you're not even doing <laughs> forward. Do a forward roll, Linda. Do a forward roll. I was like I'm not doing. I sat down, crossed my legs on this mat, and I was like, I'm not doing it. It's like detention. I said, okay. So my day finished half three or whatever, and then I had to come and sit in detention. I sat with because they could only keep you an hour, right? Mm-hmm. I sat with this lady until four twenty-five. I'm still sat there cross-legged. I'm not doing this forward roll. One of the male PE teachers used to love him. He was a great, great guy. He came in. He was like, why are you guys in here? Because we're in the gym. He's like, why are you guys in here still? And then, you know, my, my teacher, Miss Atherton, was like, well, Linda won't won't listen to me. I've had to keep her in detention. And so Mr. Stallard, he's like, what what, what does she need to do? Miss Atherton's like, well, Linda needs to do a forward roll. And as soon as she does one forward roll, she can leave. So Mr. Stallard looks at his watch. And those obviously there's five minutes left. He says, Linda, there's five minutes. You could sit here for five minutes and then leave because you can go. Mm. Or you could just do a forward roll now and we can leave you alone. I said, okay, I'll do a forward roll. That was it. But it's it, like... It's how adults deal with you. It's how adults deal with you. And then for me, it was also like, I just couldn't be bothered with my stuff. And the worst thing that happened to me was I found out I can still get good grades without trying. And that's honestly the worst thing that happened to me in my life. I genuinely look back and go, only. (laughs) let me tell you why. Because it made me lazy. Mm. It made me procrastinate. It made me put things off when I didn't need to put them off. I think... Everything happens for a reason, so we whatever. We like, uh, what do you call them? We match. Yeah. Like, we match. <laughs> like, I'd go in, I'd get, oh, look, Linda's got a B. Great. Linda's got an A. Great. I didn't do anything, right? And so when you get that, especially mm. in the subject you enjoy, you think you can do that with everything, and you can't do that with everything. Mm-hmm. In year seven, I was in top group for maths. Ah, uh, yeah. By year nine, I was in bottom group. Sega. My mum said, what is this? Because my teachers are not picking up there's an issue. Because there's four different groups. There's top group, two middle groups, and then bottom groups. So I dropped four groups, right? My mum found out at a parent-teachers conference and was like, sorry, what? Tutor. You're getting a tutor today. She got me a tutor Mm. that night. And I went to a tutor like three times a week, every Mm. week. By the time I got to year 11, 
I was in the second group. I still hadn't made it to top, but I was in the second one. And she was like, oh, I'm fine with that. At least you can now get a C or a B mm. on your paper and not be forced to sit yeah. foundation paper. No, it's, it's a whole... But, but again, it's, that's it's, it's how adults deal with you. Mm-hmm. Because even in my school, like, and at the school I work in is incredible. Like, they take on... They, they have SEN children. Um, like nice. I said, I, we had two Elsas. One is retiring at the end of this term. Mm-hmm. So I'll be the sole Elsa in the school. Um, but they, they, they're they willing to take on all those emotional issues and put the, 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 the stuff behind it mm-hmm. that needs to be done. Because um, j- even just today, we was talking about for next year how my schedule is going to go. Because if I'm going to do this and I'm going to be the only one, mm-hmm. it's a lot of children. Mm. So I'm going to need days when I'm not in class. Mm. I'm not in a classroom. I'm just talking to kids and I'm just trying to help them do what they're doing. Um, but you need everyone to be on board. And the, the difficult thing is, is that you need the teachers and the parents as well as the child to get on board. Mm-hmm. And usually there is a res- resistance yeah, from one point. of those parties. Mm. And sometimes it's the teacher, like I've had full blown, like you can't talk to the kid like that. Like you see that child there, mm-hmm. when you talk to them like that, they don't know how to process that no. in, in, a, in a rational way. They don't know how to say, well, he's mad right now, mm-hmm. but fuck him. No, what that means is he's mad at me and he's mad at me because I am not worth anything. And so everybody should be mad at me. It's no, it's no different to my home life. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you approach a kid like that, like you were you setting him up to fail. There's nothing that's gonna happen in your classroom. Oh nothing at all that's going to make this relationship work. They've internalized and, it already. Yeah, and you're an adult. Right. So and that's the bit that kills me because I'll tell them all the time, remember who the adult is. Mm-hmm. Because even me myself, just the other day, a kid he wound me the fuck up. <laughs> like and I mean he wound me up. Mm-hmm. And he wound me up to the point where I had to realise, look, look what I am doing. He doesn't know any better, mm-hmm. but I do. So look what I am doing. Hold on a second. Can you, like, here, let me hand you off for a minute. Let me go and compose my fucking Calm self for down. a minute. Yeah. Calm my shit down mm-hmm. and approach this with new eyes and a new and a new direction and mm-hmm. we see where we can go with it. Mm-hmm. Because he's in distress and he can't, he doesn't know how to verbalise it or, 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 or to express it. Yeah. Now, his distress is causing me distress. But I'm fucking grown. Mm. I know how to deal with this. Mm. So let me remove myself and analyze it for a minute. And it's because, like, especially in the school environment, it's highly pressured. So teachers do not have the time. They still got 29 other kids to educate mm. rather than to be fucking with this one right here. It, um, it kind of makes me think of it's almost like it's an older version of shaking the baby. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The baby is crying because the baby cannot tell you that they don't feel well yeah, that, that or they're tired and they happening. can't fall asleep or they're hungry or they can't it's exactly crying. that. So you as an adult have you to work have out to figure what it the out. result is. Right. You have to work out And if you're stressed, don't pick up the baby because then you, you yeah, shake you, you, the baby. Yeah, you put the stress baby. onto them. Right. And it's, it's exactly that. But the thing is, that's humanity. Mm-hmm. And all the way through, like the entire way through our lives, mm-hmm. that's what this shit is. Yeah. It's it, because they are grown adults who have no idea how to express themselves, no. who don't know so how to, many. yeah, who just don't know how to. Like I know, I have a good circle of friends. Like see, Locksmith, mm. there's nothing I couldn't say to him that I'm going through that he's not gonna sit and we we we, we talk about mm. his stuff here. Yeah. And like I said, free from judgment, mm. which is a really important thing. 
It's free from judgment, even the advice that someone offers. It's not like you have to do this. It's just this is one possible outcome. And so I have a good group of friends. Mm. And I mean, like, there's four or five of us that I can say anything to. Yeah. Absolutely anything. And they can do the same with me. Mm. And to have that out as a grown man, as an adult and a male, especially like when males, like suicide is the highest cause, the, the biggest killer of mm. males between like 20 and 45, mm. some shit like that. Uh, because they have no one to turn to. And, it, even and you're taught you shouldn't turn to anyone. And you, yeah, you, you shouldn't. You just deal with it. Yeah. And especially Britain, mm -hmm. stiff upper lip. The mentality is you just swallow it and you carry on. Mm -hmm. But this is why you've got men who go home and beat their wives because they are dealing with something. They don't know how to express. And the only thing they can do is you've wound me up. Mm -hmm. And the important thing I always tell these kids is that it's okay. Like, anger is okay. If someone does something that makes you angry, fair enough. Mm -hmm. But once you respond in a particular way to that anger, because what you have to realize is if they did that same thing to 100 different people, you would get 50 different reactions, mm -hmm. which means your reaction lies with you. So how do you deal with your reaction? Yes. And because we don't have the tools we don't have that thing to sit back and say like fuck i'm fucking up here mm -hmm. like my reaction is over the top mm -hmm. and it, it, as they, we don't have the tools to even look at ourselves in that way and like luckily i do i, ha I have that thing that makes me say like I, as a kid in my teens i was wild mm -hmm. like see driving a car road rage mm -hmm. You've got no <laughs> idea, yeah. I'm the guy that gets out of his car. Oh, okay. Yeah, like so like, serious road rage. But I had to analyze. Yeah, that's not them. That's me. Mm -hmm. That's my response to this situation. Why do I respond like that? All right. Why? Work on that, mm -hmm. and then you realize someone does something, <sighs> and then. Go left. Yeah. Take a left. He's not in front of you anymore. Mm -hmm. Or he's not there. That moment has passed. Yeah. How long do you want that moment to last? Never going to see them again. Yeah. Now now I'm in a whole different moment. Mm -hmm. And I'm just driving to my destination. And that just changing my way of thinking like, just like that has helped me a great deal. My, when my baby mom was pregnant with my daughter, so this is, I got out of the car uh, and I went to open the boot because I had my coat behind the boot. So I, I've gone to open the boot. And she locked it from the inside. <laughs> so I couldn't do... So I'm, and I went and I opened it. Why'd you do that? Like, Open the door. She's like, no. And they're like, yeah, because what am I going to do? Yeah. I'm going to go open my boot, take out a crowbar, and then what happens? Yeah. And just those little... Oh, shit. It's not even them. Mm -hmm. It's me. Yeah. It's me. It's my reaction. And that's what I'm trying to explain to these kids in anger management right now with what I do in school. Mm -hmm. Is that, yeah, it's okay to be angry. But don't base what you're about to do next on that anger. Yes. Like, and you can't control what the other person does. You can't control if they make you angry. No. But you can, you can control, control what you yourself. do. Yeah. You can control 100%. you, man. So, yeah, that, that and we went way off again because I talked no, for it's, fun. No, but yeah. it's, it's all relevant because it is all it all goes back to the things, the tools that we wish we had in school. Yeah, yeah 100%. The tools that you're, you know, you're thankfully able to give where you're in you know in the position that you're in 
and that we need more of it. Uh, and do you know the worst thing is that I just found out, like I went to the conference yesterday, they're not training any new Elsas for the new year. Like, so for next year, there's nobody else that's going to be trained in doing what I do. So, give a reason? No, no. I, and I imagine it's, it's to do with funding. Fun, yeah. I, like, I have to imagine it's to do with that. Mm. But the stuff we know now about the human brain, about child psychology, about how our brain grows and how we adapt to things, mm. this is supposed to be at the forefront of everything. Yeah. Like, in your workplace, you're supposed to have somebody like that. Mm. Yeah, like all of these things, are, like you're just supposed to be able to go to someone and vent. Like even if it, here's a punching bag, just work it out for 20 minutes, yeah. go and swing. We need, and all of us need different things because all of us are different people. Built different, yeah, of yeah. course. So there has to be something. And the, the, the worst thing is because we're so money-oriented as a society, mm. we can't take a break. Like, if you, you know, if everyone stayed in their house for two weeks, the common cold would be eradicated. What? Because it's passed on. True. Right? It's a virus that's spread on. So if everyone stayed in their house for two weeks while the virus died, you wouldn't be able to pass it on. Therefore, no one would ever have the flu again. <laughs> but no company, and it's, this is no. the bizarre thing, there is not a corporation or a company in the world that will say, let's take two weeks out. No. Even though this means no one will ever have a sick day based on the flu for the rest of time. No. But we don't focus on that. We focus Absolutely on let's make not. money now. Yeah. So we need to pause. We need to pause humanity and take a step back and say, what are we really doing? 100%. Like, where are we going? You know why we won't do that, though? Because the money. people that make decisions make a money. lot of money yes, and they yeah. want to keep making a lot of, of money it's hoarding at this point though like you literally cannot spend i look at some of these like net worths of of, of corporations especially because of people mm. you'll never really know how much they have because they don't yeah, technically yeah. own it because they don't want to pay tax on it but corporations i'm like this isn't real money yeah no it's there isn't what's enough paper to print yeah no you can't print what, it out like, realistically yeah. what is a tr- well, what's a billion that's the thing it's 11 11 it takes 11 days a million seconds is 11 days a billion seconds is like 32 years. A trillion seconds is a thousand times a billion. So what the fuck is the fuck? Like, what is it? Because it, 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 it doesn't, it can't exist. No, it has it, to be, it's it, a concept. It's a, it is a concept. Right. It's just a numerical, it, it's algebra. But the problem, you know with, I mean? the problem with having something that doesn't exist be as powerful as it is, mm-hmm. is because we stop looking at human value, we just start looking at this fake concept, right? And you're like, Sheesh. I'm basing your value as a human being, not on humanity, but no. on how much of this I, fake stuff that you can give is me. listed yeah. on, on a computer somewhere. It, that doesn't make any, like, no, it, it doesn't make no any sense. sense. And it, it, it no infuriates sense. me probably more so now after this general election, but because I'm, I'm like, so we just really like we because you you know going back to what you said before when you when you when you don't know how can you do better right mm-hmm. if you don't know better how can you do better but they're doing that by design people yes. that know better are purposely making sure you don't know because you can't be manipulated once you know no exactly but uh, they which can't is guide why you and do this and you know if you look at the right wing currently they're like they're anti-university because they say it's all left-leaning ideas in university it's not left-leaning ideas it's knowledge it's education yeah when you know more stuff you tend to be more left-leaning because you know what i mean i have this exact 
argument at a previous job that I had with directors of the company. So to, just to clarify, right? They owned the company I worked for, and they were they it was the company was a renewable energy company, and they were voting conservative. And I said, you. First of all, you're a walking. You get the home alone. Yeah, you get the home alone right. slap in the face. Because how could you be a renewable company? Your profits are based on renewable technology. You're voting for a party that is actively working against Again. the use of renewable. They're not they, just saying climate change no. isn't real. They're saying we're going to scrap funding. They literally scrap funding for solar panels. For, for investment into solar energy about three years ago. It did, or just after no, 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 Brexit. No, no. Two, well, two, yeah, two years ago. So, I remember that. It I remember it too. Because <laughs> I tweeted and I wanted to at them so hard. So I've never, but you know what's funny? As soon as I tweeted it, I tweeted a general like, ha, idiots, right? A girl I worked with, she just sent me laughing emojis because she knew exactly what I was talking because about. That's, that's where we're at. Voting though. against your interests because, because of a hope one day you're gonna earn this fake amount of money and you don't want to pay for other people who haven't had yeah. to get to that it, and it's how bizarre. insane is that you're gonna run down your company that you've been fortunate enough to work your mm-hmm. ass off and get in this economy you're gonna run it down to the ground mm-hmm. because what yeah but do you know what this you're is you're gonna go broke you want yeah. to work your fingers to the bone and go broke because what? These are people who suffered childhood trauma. Yes. And haven't dealt with it. Yes. Because they don't recognize mm-hmm. humanity. Mm-hmm. They don't see, and this is what I mean, everybody needs therapy. And we had this argument because they were, you know, one of them was like, I haven't been to university, but I find that all the people that go to university, you come back and you always, you know, vote Labour and vote this. And I'm just like, but do you know why? <laughs> because when you go mm. to, you know, and this is not to be elitist in any way, but when you when you get that kind of knowledge, you understand a little bit more, just a little bit more how the world works mm. and what is the most effective way to run a society that claims mm-hmm. to be a democracy, right? Uh-huh. You can't you can't have a capitalist structure with absolutely no elements of socialism. It doesn't work. Yeah, no, it's you not going to work. Because everyone's going to die. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, exactly that. Everyone die. just There's dies. There's going to be no one left. You've got like like Trump. Uh, oh, we've we've deregulated more things than any other government. Great. Yeah, but you, you've let people put no, no, no. shit into the fucking water you've system. You've deregulated more things when already Flint hasn't had clean water clean since water. 2014. So now what other town yeah. is going to run out? Of- and now if you look in India, they they sell oxygen. Like, and I went to bars. Did you go to? An, have you heard about the oxygen bars? Yes, exactly. Bar. Listen, when I was long time ago, when I was signed to Sony. Mm-hmm. I went to uh, the Sony BMG Christmas party, mm-hmm. right? So I was in there. Will Young, Gareth Gates, Tony D. Tony D. Right? Me and, me and Ferricus <laughs> was in there, right? We was in this bar. We drunk the whole bar dry. Mm-hmm. So I was pissy wissy. But I know there was two parties. One, I went, yeah, that was one. And then the second party is where this happened. Okay. So we went we went to the bar. I was sitting in the bar and Fallacy was standing right next to me. Mm. Remember Fallacy? Yeah, I do. UK legend. I do. Yeah, did his thing. He was sitting next to me. And they had flavoured oxygen at the bar because it helps to sober you up. So I'm sitting there sucking the life out of this flavoured oxygen. And I saw this has been going back a long time. Mm -hmm. But now it's a necessity in certain countries because the pollution is so bad. But again, you can only do it if you're rich, if you have the money to do it. So poor people got to breathe shit. And the worst thing is, is that people in this country have no understanding is that as recently 
as the fucking 50s. You had pea super frogs. They called them pea supers because they were green. Mm. Yeah, and you couldn't see in front of your face. That was because of industry. Yeah. So poor people, do you know why West End is rich and the East End is poor? Mm -hmm. Because of the way the wind blows. The wind used to blow all the factory smoke towards the East End, not to the uh, West. So the poor people got poisoned and not right, the rich not people. The ri wow. So that, that oh is so that, that's why. Sick. That's why the oh, West End so is money sick. and the East End used, used to be poor. Because God, God damn, now it's not look poor. where we are Lord right now. We gentrified as fuck. Mm. But so, and again, information, just taking on mm. information. So these things, because people don't realize that and understand mm. that, they have no notion of how they vote or what they do or think is going to affect their own life. You have, um, uh, do you remember the anti-war protest outside Parliament on the on the grass? When was this? This was it was from the it was from the Iraq War, which was. Oh yes, yes, uh, um, two thousand. Uh, well, because nine eleven happened in two thousand one. So one, so yeah, after. just after then. Yeah. So like yeah, so they had this anti-war demonstration. Mm. Uh, near the house of parliament yeah. on this piece of grass um what they did was eventually they said it's an eyesore mm. we don't want people coming and seeing this stuff and if you think about what an eyesore is it's something that's offensive to your eyes yeah so if it's offensive to your eyes look that way mm -hmm. yeah turn just turn your just head turn. if you want to ignore it turn your head mm -hmm. yeah in the same way you do with homeless people mm. turn your same head same way they do right? Oh my God. But what they did was they passed this thing that stopped people mm -hmm. from campaigning. Assembling that in that area. And now, yeah. so they had everyone on side with like, yes, and I saw, we don't want people doing that. Mm -hmm. But you know what it means? Is this, if there's ever an issue that affects you personally, mm -hmm. you no longer have the right to protest in that same fashion. Mm -hmm. But because it didn't affect you, you didn't give a fuck. You don't have that empathy. Yeah, it's, and there. it's there. Mm -hmm. That's where we are. Look. There's got a, we now have a prime minister who said water melon smiles. Listen, which means yeah, cope. you see for me, that means there are people I work with, there are people I pass on the street on a daily basis, there are people all around this country mm -hmm. who think it's okay to have a racist prime minister. Not even think it's okay. Want to D have want to have there are people that wanted this yeah. that's what that's the that's the bit because i know these so people exist right and and that's why oh, it went that's why i went from anger very quickly to sadness it, oh yeah it did. because i saw i was i was just very reminded that because that i, I you don't said belong. this before that that part seriously mm -hmm. um but it was more so like Initially, I was thinking about it and I was thinking, okay, so all of these people, right? Because in the past, you could say, you know, I vote I vote Tory because finances, and mm -hmm. lower taxes, I, I run a small business. And mm -hmm. at this you point, knew you what you were yeah, getting At this, this point, one. you can't say it anymore. Yeah, you, you can't, can't say that. <laughs> you cannot say that. I'll tell you why you can't use the economy. Because 160-something economists look at the Labour manifesto and said it's fully costed. Those same 160-something economists looked at the Tory manifesto, mm -hmm. what, two weeks ago? Mm -hmm. And said, wait, there's three billion missing here. Yeah. Then they went on television and said, no, 50,000 more new nurses for, for uh, the NHS. Well, 19 of them, 19,000 of them will be retained. Okay, yeah. so that brings you down to 38. And then it was a further 12 or something yeah, that would it, it be was nurses' assistants. They the wouldn't whole... be qualified nursing practitioners. And this is the same yeah. government that cut nurses' bursary. 
Yeah, so they they, 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 they in they debt said, to do this shit. Said, you know, so okay, fine. So we can't we we cannot say it was because of the economy. We cannot with any Mm-mm. real conviction say that it had anything to do with the and economy. Brexit's fucking All right, to do what's with the, the economy, next thing? Either. Brexit. All right. What was the issue with Brexit? Well, you know, we weren't going to get a Brexit with Jeremy Corbyn. Did he say that? Or was that Lib Dems? Mm-hmm. Well, well, you know, he said he wanted to do another vote. Mm-hmm. Would you not want to vote on the deal? But well, you we know, had Brexit a media, a very complicit media. That Let me tell you, everyone should stop paying their TV license today. A hundred percent, man. Today. I don't have it, so I have a TV. Man. But anybody paying, you are being mugged off in it's a way ridiculous. that is unreal. You are paying £150 a for year propaganda. for right-wing propaganda. That's, you know, that's the key. You see the fact it's so, they have voted, not just like... The funny thing about this election is that Labour couldn't be the weak, not just the weakest Conservative government in a long time, but an incredibly far-right Conservative It's the government. most radically far-right and, Tory government and, we've and, had And I know, while. like, it's worrying. You see, we've seen just from Brexit the, the how issues of, of, of racism and, and things have come. And the thing is, they're so dumb. Like, it's just the EU... EU, Europe is mostly got white folk in it. You see, India and Africa, they're not in the EU. They're not trying to they come can there. still they're come like, here. They're, they're not trying to. They're not trying to have. Fr- it's it's, it's oh, bizarre. My God. And, and you know when they say about the EU, right? They said, "Oh, we don't want you. You know, these people in Europe making decisions for us. They don't like what? Any, we have wait, a wait, wait. veto. No, 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 no. But, but I, I what do you mean? I can't. What do you mean? I, they don't know what, what they mean. Do you mean? They do you don't mean know how what they mean. until we joined the European Union, we had nothing in our laws that said the human rights human rights let's take that aside because you know they could argue we've got you know the un we've got nato because they do everything right Mm. no let's move on from that let's just just little laws right Mm. let's say hey men and women should be paid the same hey you can't work more than you can't make somebody work more than what's 40 you can't make anyone work more than 40 (laughs) hours a week you can't make them if they choose Mm. to fine but you can't make Make them as part of their role you know where that came from? The EU. Mm-hmm. I studied European Union law, right? My I studied European legal studies because I wanted to have a year abroad and I didn't realise how amazing that information was, right? Because I was going into it like, I'm going to get a year to go and fuck around yeah. abroad. And I certainly did do that. Of course. Don't get me wrong. But you learned shit. But it shit. helped me because I, I was forced to do a European le- uh, law module in my second year. And learning that, Mm-hmm. And then watching the Brexit campaigning and watching Remain not bring up any facts, Did, uh, anything. Do you know what? That's the one thing about this. Because the, the Leave did their job. So weak, Leave did their job. Oh, they Leave lied to everybody. That's yeah. what they came to do. Yeah, of course. They told us the next day. Look, Nigel Farage you know sat there the next day and told us. Yeah. Yeah. Farage is out of a job if we leave. The, his whole shtick is. I'm anti-European, let's get us out. Mm-hmm. But as soon as we're out, he's fucked. He doesn't have a job anymore. He like, doesn't he, need one, though. No, he's, not he's, at he's this particular deals. point. Jesus <laughs> Christ, the money that man. He's got a fucking show on LBC. Let me tell you something. But yeah, we've gone quite off. Gone way there. Off. Let me stop let's, Let me talking let's, about politics. Because yeah, my politics head's going to go through honestly, the roof. Honestly, I'm just like, I'm going to burst out crying yeah. at any moment. Because I haven't grieved it yet. It's too soon. Uh, should we go back to school? Let's go back to school. <laughs> 
Let's go back to a nice. Let's go back to primary school because that was the best. Yeah, one. that was the that shit. That was a safe space for God me. God damn, learning wow. to read and write was the greatest mm-hmm. thing in the world, man. Sitting there reading books, learning about the world, yeah, thinking that people it. were good. Oh, what a nice. Imagine time. that. Do you remember when you used to think everyone was good? I thought that everyone to their core was good. Everyone was good and like, and that people, you know, they just made a series of mistakes, and and now. Yeah, and you get to see. Do you know that the worst thing is the fact is systemic, mm-hmm. because like like I said, working in school, the education system we have is not fit for purpose, Karen. Mm-hmm. Like we teach just enough for you to be smart enough to take a test. not to rebel. Yeah, you can take a test mm-hmm. and you can get a job, but and then that job will take up so much of your time. You don't have the time to think no. in order to worry or about process what else is anything. Like we still teach kids handwriting, how to do joined up handwriting. I still write raps in a book, right? I write my rhymes on paper. Really? There's handwriting lessons? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. In in, in 2019? School, in 2019, it's handwriting lessons. Now, and okay. this is this is my issue, is because you are dealing with a generation who will rarely pick up a pen. By the time these kids are, are out of school, they at, won't be At the moment, you see, I've got two, 10 and 7. If they don't write in school... They don't write. Right. Everything's on an iPad, a phone. Right. It, it, it's all tap, 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 tap. Mm-hmm. You tap. We still teach this thing and we take time out to teach it, which means that 20 or 30 minutes where you've got kids doing this thing Joined and joining up their writing. Yeah. Yeah. In this, because we adhere to this tradition mm. that we're stuck in. And like, did you ever see that tweet that tradition is peer pressure from dead people? No, but that's amazing. Listen, That's a great way to. I've read it. that shit and it fucked me up. Mm. Tradition is peer pressure from dead people. We are wow. literally because it, my stepdad's mum and uh, her sister, but God rest their soul, man. They, but the rest in peace to both of them now. Um, but if you look at a, a card they write, a Christmas card, they have identical handwriting because they learned how to write like that mm, in school. That and there's yeah, and there's a generation yeah. that learned italics. Mm. They they learn how to write like that. Now we in a generation. We tap. Kids go on fucking Charlie Sloth. They, they be on, like, no matter what you do, it's in your phone. Mm-hmm. It's, you tap it in. Why are you wasting so much time teaching these kids to curve their, their, their T's to the H's and mm-hmm. how they, they've got to make their S's and then go on to a different letter from an S? You're making them do this when they are going to leave school and never pick up a pen. They're going to use a keyboard at, or, 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 or a pad at all times. Mm-hmm. That's what they're going to do because it's their generation. I don't even and mind having some kind of teaching of, of handwriting so they can make notes. Oh no, you should be able to but write. This cursive thing is unnecessary. It's so unnecessary. It's unnecessary. unnecessary. But that's where we are. Do we still with technology that will help them. We still adhere to to, to yes. ridiculous mm-hmm. notions. I mean, even like see some of the algebra. Mm-hmm. It's handy to know. If you ever in a supermarket and want to work out the best price of something, but generally it says three for one and then it's got a price of one by itself. You can add that up. You can add it and work How it out. How much is it per litre? Yeah. Liquid? How much so, is it per like, gram? Like it's kilogram. not a thing that's yeah. necessary to know, but we still have children leaving primary school illiterate. Mm. They can't read or write. Mm. So you're focusing on getting the handwriting correct. And now we live, it's 2019. Uh, about I'm going to say at least 80% of my school 
has parents who are not born in this country. They are children of immigrants mm-hmm. in my school. Mm-hmm. And that's Polish, Ukrainian, uh, uh, Ghanaian, Congolese, Nigerian, Spanish, French, Italian. Mm-hmm. Whatever it may be, wherever they come from, this is first generation living here. Mm-hmm. right? These kids, you are trying to inflict a model on them that is so out of date and mm-hmm. so irrelevant to how life is about is about to unfold. Yeah. Um. Like, for we're literally educating children for jobs that don't exist yet, because we're about to go into. We're already in a digital age, mm-hmm. but it's only going to get more so. Yeah. Like you, there's not. It's going to become the automated. In five like years' time, yeah. I doubt you'll be able to get a job on the till at Sainsbury's. It won't exist. Because even now, in my local. They've just wiped out a whole nother row of tills mm-hmm. to put in the thing where you swipe mm-hmm. yourself, and I steal from you every time. <laughs> Let me tell us, listen. Do you? Oh my. I've never tried. I've been too scared. Do you know what? I'm not going to front, right? Since I was a kid, see, stealing. <laughs> yeah. See, see you Oh my. <laughs> de- I'm full on klepto now. Listen, see, stealing. Mm-hmm. Is it the rush? Stealing. Yeah, getting something for free. <laughs> yeah. Is my it's shit. <laughs> like, uh, where are you? I've moved house now, right? But where I used to live, there was a petrol station with a co-op at the end. Mm-hmm. And every time I used to be in a queue, I would put something in my pocket. <laughs> every single, and I used to go to the shop three times a day sometimes. And Did every you get caught? no, never, never. Like, but every I put, I'd, like, I go places now, and I hope my kids never ever listen to this shit. <laughs> but like, I still, <laughs> I still everywhere. If I go to a shop. Like if I go Wilkinson's and I'm I'm buying stuff, I'll steal something. If I go Sainsbury's to do my shopping, I'll steal something. And you've never been caught? Nah. That's why you still do it, because you've never been caught. Like I steal shit. But because I've stolen shit since I was like nine years old, I steal stuff. And like, I don't even look at it as wrong. Mm. It's not wrong. (laughs) Like, you're not even going to... It's sometimes, it's a packet of fruit pastels. Is it like, look, look, I'm just going to put my pocket. Like I'm just I'm standing by the counter. Like you know you ever be just by the counter look at chewing gum. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean I'd pick it up and put it in the basket. Yeah, did you see yeah. I don't have that fi- and yeah you see that self service. I, mm. I steal the most. Does it like the doors go off? Mm. What the fuck the door? It's yeah, a, if the shit weigh the same, yeah, they don't even know you've done it. Uh. And if it's light stuff. You can put two, three things at see like a packet of ham or beef or a turkey, <laughs> right? You just sat here stealing. Put, like, listen, put it on top it. of your packet of chicken, your your packet chicken breast <laughs> or your chicken leg. Put your ham slices and your and your your, your, your fucking beef slice on top of it. Swipe it through, put it in the bag. The computer don't know the difference. Oh my god, it's not counting. Like so, yes, but everything's gonna be automated in future. Mm. Again, I derailed the conversation. It's so good, but uh, it's how we live. So we're teaching children stuff that is completely, it's unnecessary mm. for them, mm. and in a place where foreign language, like English, is not their first language. Yeah. So they're leaving school and they still can't read or write. Mm. Yeah, not to a not to a standard that they should. So that. you're filling their head with all these advanced information mm. and stuff. And you've got children who, at home, they don't speak English. Yeah. It, it's not a thing. Mm. So you need to, like, you need to account for that. You yeah. need to take that into account yeah. and, and, and work on it. So the, uh, the education system as it is, 
much like every other system, the NHS they run into the ground, the prison system they run into the ground, the Policing. court system they run into the ground, policing mm. they run into the ground, nursing, NHS they run into My the ground. God. Anything that is socially funded, mm -hmm. anything. And the worst thing is, we are society. Yeah. It's us. It's our decision. Yeah, it, it's we're letting us. them do it. it, it we're we're championing the Yeah, yeah, no, no, we we getting it in. Like we we letting them run run through, man. Yeah. Let's move away from it because we were going to get back into politics again, and yes, we're both again, just going to yeah. get angry. And let's go like, back to school. Where <laughs> was we? Was we secondary well, school? No, that was no? yeah. So we were talking about secondary school. So overall, basically, secondary school for you, you were just like have fun. Was was a lot of fun, man. Yourself. I made I made good friendships. I learned good. how to socialize properly. Good. Um, I didn't in my third year. I copied the guy behind me. I copied his maths for a mm. whole year. That there was one at one point. I wrote the same page out every maths lesson. I never ever, I never got past a certain page. I picked a middle page in the book and just kept writing like the same shit all the time. Um, yeah, school school was not educational for me. In like you've got hormones going on. Mm. You've got teachers again who don't understand you and don't know how to deal with yeah. you. Like I threw a chair at a teacher. I'd, same. I threw yeah. my chair at, you know the anger management lady? I threw uh, a chair did at her. You? No, yeah. this was my geography teacher. I launched a chair. Like I'm a legend oh, no. in, my, in my secondary school for throwing a chair at my, my <laughs> secondary school teacher. Um, like I told the PE teacher I'll get my dad to come and beat him up Wow um, I, Like secondary school was it, I, Do you know what Can I just, I, can, I can tell you this story I'll tell you the funniest story in the world right? Um, Boom. When I was like 15 I got mm -hmm. a gun Oh Right. Yeah Okay so, And do you remember You won't remember Because this, this is the same thing When you were 7 This is, I'm talking about like 93 yeah, I was, yeah, like 92, 93, you was, you was... I was in yeah. probably in so, yeah. yeah. So, like, 93, I got a gun. So, what you do when you're that age and you've got a gun is you go to school with your gun, right? To show people Ooh, that you've got a gun. You've got a gun. Oh, my so, God. So, I went to school with my gun. Oh, my right? God. Now, this day, we had games. And what used to happen was that game, when you had games, uh, you'd go for lunch and then uh, everyone would throw their bags at the fence, collect their bags... Get on the coach and go to games because we used to go far away, like right. from, the, from the school. So there was a Jordan bag. It was maroon or beige, uh, not mar the maroon or beige. It was like maroon or burgundy, mm -hmm. like a, just this Jordan bag. Dark, Everyone but... fucking mm -hmm. had one, mm -hmm. right? So I throw my bag by the fence. <laughs> Someone else has thrown their Jordan oh bag god. by the fence. Oh my god! Right now, this was my plan to show. I've already shown everyone in school, Mark. Yep. I'm gonna go to my my youth center in the evening and show everyone. And, yeah, and show everyone my gun. So we was in the youth center was in not far from here. It was on uh, it's called the highway okay. just off Tower Bridge. Okay, it's the Enzyme Center. Um, so I was gonna go there and show off my gun. Anyway, <laughs> we've all gone to games. I've opened my bag. This ain't mine. Your bag. Right. Oh, so God. boom. So um, anyway. Gone about, gone on, knowing someone's got my bag. He's only going to come in tomorrow. But I've gone to the club that night. Now I've gone with two graffiti pens. I'd like, I'm making myself sound like a hoodlum. Like I, I, I was a buy when I was a kid. Yeah. But I'm past it now. Right. Grown, of course. Grown. Of course. Um, so I had, I had a graffiti pen up each sleeve. Because what you do when you have it, you just pop it out your sleeve, and while it's still in your sleeve, you tag. Right. Either a bus or a bus mm. shuttle or wherever, wherever you go so across the window. Concealed. Yeah, it's concealed. Yeah. So me, two of my friends, we were walking to this center. My friend had a bit of, he called it black toenail. 
it was Ash. A bit hashish. Oh, okay. Right? He had that on him. We were walking. <laughs> we were walking behind Allgate East Police Station. Oh, my God. Right? Two policemen went from behind us uh... to across the road and then in front of us. Right? That I will never in my life forget this because they nicked my friend for a piece of hashish that was not as big as my thumbnail. It was so small. Like he had a joint, if that, yeah. if that. Mm. But they nicked him and I can still picture him sitting on the curb crying because <laughs> his mum was going, <laughs> fuck him up. Right? But I'm there. I'm getting a search. I've got two pens, two graffiti pens in that hair. They patted me down. They ain't done a full pat, so they've missed the things missed in my the sleeve. Yeah. Boom. Now imagine I'd had a gun that day. My life would have been completely oh different to the God, life no. I currently yeah, have. Yeah. Like way, very, way very different. different and then the funniest thing is I went to school the next day and the kid came to me with my bag and the look on his face. <laughs> he was so shook of me. <laughs> For the rest of school, <laughs> he was frightened of me. Cause I brought a gun to school. Like he yeah, he was not fucking with me at all. Whoa. But yeah, like so secondary school. I just fucked up, but I, like, I came, I went to school because that's what you had to do. My mum yeah. said go there, and my mum hit harder than anybody I've ever been hit Very by in fast. my life. Like, my mum will throw a lick down. So, yeah, I go to school. Mm. Sometimes I might be late, but I go yep. to school. Um, I went. So, yeah, so like, I used to just go to school, come home, and then run these streets, like, just run out on the road with whoever I could and get up to all sorts of mischief. So, yeah, secondary school was mad fun. Like, I, I made good friendships that have lasted me 30 years. Mm-hmm. I, like, literally, these are still guys I talk to. Yeah. I've just arranged to meet my man in February. We've set the date and all nice. sorts. Like, yeah, we're getting it in. We're doing a thing. But, uh, yeah, so secondary school was mad fun for me. Then I went to college. Uh, I got expelled after a month. What um, did you do? I, I, I chased the kid with a chopper. What? Wait, why? What even? What? If you, because he stole my Robocop free video. <laughs> you gotta understand. We lived a different life in the nineties. Well, not even Robocop. Robocop. Yeah, Robocop. 3. The literal worst movie. It might have even been four. Like I mean, by this stage, we had got to the worst Robocops oh in existence. Oh my god! Oh it was my proper god. shit. But was yeah, it we, worth it? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. So imagine. My mum's had to come in And the headmaster's had to show her the chopper that I chased mm. And I, I went carnival with this chopper Jesus. Yeah, This was a It was a hatchet you know, the, I, Like I went with a hatchet um, cause I was such a dickhead like the, the, the proper As a kid I, I didn't have no behaviour So I had to show like Sit with my mum Shooting daggers at me while this man shows her the meat cleaver Isn't that the worst bit? That I, oh, Isn't that the worst bit? Not the beating no the, the, the anticipation Oh the anticipation oh, of the beating When they look at you And you know well, what And do you know the worst thing I was college age So this is fist This is not slaps This is fist that's oh, no, coming Oh no my mum wasn't hitting me then. Oh no, no Sheesh My mum Irish Like They they Like African parents get it in mm. But my mum Irish mm. Like <laughs> She will swing Oh my god She will swing So like And the worst It's my mum First of all You can't hit a woman So your hand is by your side Secondly It's my mum So my hand is by my side mm-hmm. I'm not even trying To appear threatening it. So you just gotta take this. You gotta take your licks uh, So yeah I sat in a room With the fucking headmaster While he pulled out If you saw The meat cleaver Some Like I think about The kid what I was What happened to her sometime. face When she saw that Listen, I'm sure so she was I, like I didn't look at her I don't know what her face looked like because I did not look Mm -hmm. at her. I said, oh, I 
I'm fucked. And then I saw, then I went to a, I went to a sixth form that was attached to an all girls school. So there was only six boys in the entire sixth form. And I can tell that, you how that ended that, up. Mm. Yeah. So I stopped. <laughs> Like, and the, the worst thing is it wasn't even that bad because I stopped going in like December when I opened my eyes and looked out the window and it was dark and I said bollocks if I'm going fucking school in the mm. dark and so I went back to bed and then I went on the road so yeah I kind of like that was it college finished for me round about December 95 and I never went back to education at all I went out on the road and then by 99 by 90, no, by 98, I did, I'm like, 97, I decided I can rap. So what can I do with it? Mm-hmm. And then by 98, I had met some people who encouraged me to rap. And then the rest is history. Like, like when I told you rap saved my life, it's not a joke. Yeah. Because I, I would have, like, I would have been like my friends that I still talk to that just go to jail for fun. Yeah. Do you know, or are serving 30 years for like ridiculousness mm. so yeah like yeah rap literally saved my life because I, I, I was headed down that path it was just i went through a little thing related to crime where i said oh you've got to be a monkey or a gorilla and i didn't want to be a gorilla so i said all right i can rap a little bit man. i can rap a little <laughs> bit let me let, let me see where this take me let me see where this take me and so from like it did all right man because now i'm educating other people's kids which is not a bad thing. Not a bad thing at all. Yeah. And doing a good job, from what I can I, tell. I don't know about that. No, we, I we think shall it, see. I we shall see. Listen, you've imparted wisdom on me and I'm not a child. So I can I, only imagine. God, that's Can solemn. only imagine. All right, well, thank you so much. Um, is that it? No more questions? There's one more segment. Oh, good. One, okay. so that you're going you're gonna to get a couple more questions, yeah. right? So this is the final segment of the show. It is called Mahakama. Now you know another Swahili word. Mahakama. Mahakama. And it means court. Technically, it's high court, but court is boring because it's just courty. Okay. Because, you know, British uh-huh. colony. But I went for Mahakama uh-huh. because that's, that's yes, in Swahili. Because that's how it goes. Exactly. Like so, basically, it's this segment allows me to uh, judge people okay. or things. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Go because for it. I'm trying to be less judgmental in my life. And if I figure if I can hyper-focus it once every two weeks... Just on the podcast, mm-hmm. I'll be a better human being. Yeah, I, I get These that. I understand your learn. thinking. I get the reasoning behind <laughs> right, that. All right. Sense. Okay. So, 2019 has been the year, in my opinion, of the uh, baby, Megan the Stallion, and Lizzo in terms of new music. Right. Mm-hmm. So, they're like almost like the cool kids right now, taking it back to the school reference, right? And then they've been really, really great examples of resilience for me as well because the baby and Megan the Stallion both lost the parent. Oh, okay. just as they were getting some fame oh really so right as, at the cusp of them kind I of being know, you know like, breaking through yeah the baby my barber put me onto the baby like a year ago and he mm. was like this guy gonna be the next big thing and, long and fucking look, look at what is happening my, my right barber but he, he lost his about. dad just before the Jeez. break like literally the music was about to come out mm. right he lost his dad Meg, she lost her mum. So, you know, and and look at them, right? They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're working hard, they're thriving. Um, Lizzo, the the example of resilience I have for her, I think there's loads of them, but the one I love is, you know, that song Truth Hurts that was number one. Um, okay, well, there's a song, it was, it was mostly number one in the US. It was a Billboard 100. It was on for like seven weeks, right? The, it's fine. Can I just point out, I'm making all sorts of faces. All sorts of Because I, I barely know who Lizzo, who Lizzo is. Lizzo is, no, it's fine. Yeah. Don't worry about it. 
So, in fact, I'll show you a picture. So, oh no, I know who she is because she had her ass out of the thing the other day. Yeah, I know that's she... what we're gonna talk about. Yeah. So, we're getting there, we're getting there, right? Okay. So, this song, Truth Hurts, mm-hmm. she actually released it two years ago, okay, and it only went number one in this year. Ah, so, so it, it took a time to build up, it took yeah, a long time, right? Now, with that song, she actually got into a little bit of hot water. So, once it had been number one, mm-hmm. so this is now in October of this year. A producer and songwriter called Justin Raisin accused her of stealing the famous line um, that says, I just took a DNA test, turns out I'm 100% that bitch. That's how the, the, it kind of starts. Okay. Right? And it's one that everybody loves. Everyone okay. loves this line. He's saying he wrote that. She's not paying any royalty. She's not giving any writer's credit to him, etc., etc. So he then goes out and puts it to the court of public opinion, mm-hmm. right? And everyone starts going, well, well, did you steal that line? Or what happened here, Lizzo? Um, it wasn't until the whole of Twitter basically got involved because you know how yeah, Twitter Yeah, I know does, how right? Twitter moves. It Sheesh. wasn't until then that it was discovered by the Twitter investigators, as I like to call them, that it was actually, the, what's her name? Let me get her name right. Uh, Mina Lioness is what she goes by. She's a British singer. I, and I know she the name, tweeted yeah. that line a couple of months before it ended up in Lizzo's song. Uh-huh. But Twitter found that out. Because Twitter goes through Yeah, no, no. Right? Twi- people got too much time people on their fucking hands. I wish I had any much, any of that time. It would be great. Um, and I'm a Twitter don. Same. And like, I can't buy this Twitter life, man. You, Twitter. Mu- you must know. Because I know you follow me. I follow you. Yeah. I'm buy this Twitter life, I love man. Twitter. It's my favorite place. It's it's horrible, but it's brilliant oh, at man. the same time. It's, yeah. it's honestly. Anyway, so Twitter found out that it was actually Nina Lioness that posted those words in February 2017. And Lizzo didn't actually file the trademark for the song until August 2017. Uh-huh. It wasn't until Twitter did all that that Lizzo then said, no, actually, yeah, no, it was Mina. It wasn't this, mm-hmm. this it producer wasn't that, that's yeah. trying. It's, it was Mina. We've now given you know her mm-hmm. credit. Her and and yeah. is Mina came out and was like, oh, okay, I've got royalties yeah, now. Cool. Yeah, I'm eating, I'm so eating. So it was great. But the thing I wanted to ask was, so we're going to go from mercy or no mercy, right? Mm-hmm. So mercy or no mercy for using public tweets in your artistry without giving credit because had Twitter not found out she might not have ever credited Mina no mercy no mercy okay. I, I tell you why mm-hmm. as a writer if if I see something and the thing is you know like uh, colloquialisms yeah or a turn of phrase mm-hmm. or certain things you take that and you expand them they're fair game yeah and you, yeah. And you make it yours but that's what those things are mm-hmm. so when you, you you come and say I'm like but what she should have done was referenced uh, in the land or, or somehow to link it back to where it came from. Yes. Yeah, so... N- Without nah. the Twitter blow up. That's yeah, how I Yeah, yeah, like, no mercy, no and mercy. And I love Lizzo, and I'm, I'm pretty biased when it comes to Lizzo because I think she's great, but I, I'm going with mercy. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, well. no mercy, man, mm. no mercy. All right, and so the next one, since we're talking about Lizzo, and you mentioned it already, at the Lakers game, the uh-huh. T-shirt dress with no back uh-huh. and a thong. So it was a Lakers game. I just want to say that again. Mm. So the argument was that it was inappropriate in a place where children were because it was a Lakers game. Mm. Now, some people have said, well, have you seen the cheerleader outfits? Have we seen what other celebrities have worn? Is it more to do with the fact that Lizzo is fat? She's a big girl. And that she doesn't care that some people might not like that and she still willingly will go out and wear whatever she thinks is cool. Mm Mm-hmm. So, mercy or no mercy for Lizzo's outfit choice? Mercy. Mercy for the simple fact that we, we do live in an age where scantily clad women are 
we there's a thing called only fucking fans. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's a thing called only fans where you can give any girl on road money for some nudes. For nude pictures. Or feet pictures. That yeah. Or feet. Nude. Yeah. They're not even got to be nude. Like for yeah. any whatever your fetish is, whatever mm-hmm. floats you. But I ain't even mad at it. But like I'm about to do only fucking fans myself. I see the money yeah. they're making. <laughs> they make God a lot of money. damn. Listen. They make a lot um, of money. But yeah, like that. In terms of like how we in society what we view as acceptable and attractive mm. and re- like now you see me i'm a skinny guy i mm. like a big girl me and a skinny girl we're gonna start a fire once them hit bones start knocking <laughs> i remember like, you saying yeah that that's what i mean yeah. like kukum kum. we all know the back you know the song i sent you, you saw sorry song, you saw it, it. So kukum kum. catchy Do you know yeah, yeah. All day. listen there's a, um there's a because my daughter knows the bash my daughter knows 90s bashman like you wouldn't believe <laughs> but there's a thing where the man say kukum kum. that's how when you need them a knock when you're too big and fat but if you're ordinary then i hear me a chat and like just like ordinary so it's kukunkun if you're ma guys but doof bath if you're big but then if you're ordinary like so you just in the middle right there and we cool right. but so it's how we perceive certain things yeah so if we saw rihanna walk out in that thing mm-hmm. they'd be like whoa rihanna went too far but god but damn really yeah well, i'll take it further rihanna i think is more on the slim side what if we said something like meg the stallion she's slim thick yeah, so she's yeah. slim up top. Yeah, yeah, but, but she's thick. Right. God, yeah, but she's... if she wore that, it'd be like, look at Megan yeah, the Stallion's body. Yeah, exactly. So that's right? why I give her mercy because I come from it's 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 not her. It's other people's it's other perceptions people. of what she's doing. So yeah, yeah that's mercy. I give her mercy with an asterisk. Uh, yo, because it was a Lakers game. No, they, it's no? not even that. I don't, I'm not, I'm, I don't care. Um, I think children see way worse when they want to. They on can YouTube. box in on everything. God so damn, on YouTube they see no, that. She stepped in my house. And also, we have what, they saw, <laughs> what they saw was arse cheeks. They didn't see actual yeah, genitalia. Yeah, yeah, so they didn't me, see pum pum or yeah, titty or... It's yeah. not it's yeah. not big deal for me. The reason for the asterisk is because she sat down on them public... Ah, with a body Stadium chairs. She should be With her door. flesh. Mm. That for me, I don't know. But yeah. in terms of the outfit choice, nah, I'm yours. giving all sorts of ratings to this old man. Do your thing. But Fuck also, then, else. like, literally a couple of days after this scandal or whatever on Twitter, um, she was named Times Entertainer of the Year. So. See, and I only know one of matter. her songs that, that hair back. Check my nails. Oh, yeah. Good as hell. Like, Good as hell, my yeah, daughter yeah. knows every fucking <laughs> word. Like, because I don't play rap. Mm-hmm. We listen to a lot to of capital radio. radio yes. Man. And, and I don't even play, because I don't listen to rap. When I, Sometimes when I put on capital extra, and I hear rappers and I'm like, oh, God oh. damn, bro, like, that's not <laughs> just, good. Yeah, I can't listen to you. Right. So we, we just do capital, man. And like, yeah, they buy capital and kiss. So I know all of these songs, man. I'm all about Roxanne, Roxanne. <laughs> Jeez, all she want to do is party all night. Oh, yeah, don't get me fucked up. Listen, yeah, I'm trying to read so my really, you're, right in, you're in your pop Yeah, moment listen, right now. I'm you're in your commercial mode, moment. Man. I'm out here, I'm out here. Well, listen, Tony D. Thank you so much for doing this. It's been a pleasure. Do you know the worst thing? Go on. I talk for fun. Mm-hmm. See, if you just give me an opportunity to talk, I will talk. You've not only given me the opportunity, you've liquored me up <laughs> while I'm doing it. I've, I've just been sitting, sipping. And like, the wave is strong Good. right now. Good. Uh, yeah. the plan. It's celebration, right? Oh, we celebrate. I've got to go and rehearse. God Fine. damn. It'll be fine. Um, but yeah, it's been an absolute <laughs> pleasure, Linda. And I've, Thank you. how long have I? When was the first time I met you? Twenty 
We go back a long while, you know. It's weird. That's what happens in battle rap because we know each other for many years, but because we only see each other at events, it doesn't feel like it. Mm-hmm. So what would have been the first event? What was the first event you saw Tony D perform? Uh, um, what was the first event I saw you perform at? It wasn't a birthday. Birthdays. What did I? What was I battled on my on birthdays? No, it wasn't a birthday. Uh, I didn't see that. Ch- I saw it at home. I remember seeing that. You was at Chilla. Mm-mm. Oh, amazing! Not both days. No, I wasn't there either day. Damn. I know. I know. Damn. And I loved that performance as well. When he kept calling you a nurse. Oh, yeah. that's one of my favorites. You know, this is that's the worst thing about that's, see, that's information. The ra- TV, yeah, that, oh, that's that. One. I love that battle. I might watch it again but today. When you leak information and the information is. Bad. And then you run with it. Oh God. yeah, because you've written them uh, like you've written two minutes about it, man. Even because once you correct him, you can't now. Yeah, there's no way I'm back from it. You're just gonna keep calling me a nurse, and I'm not. And I've never been a nurse. I was in social services, <laughs> and now I'm a TA. Like yeah, it's it's, it's yeah, strange. Um, so what would it? So I I can't remember. It would have been several years ago. Right? When did you first start coming to the floor? What year? Are we what year? Now? We're in 2019 now. I wanna say. 2016? 20, oh, that 15? recently. 15? Yeah, no, no. I watched it because I didn't know anyone that liked it. Uh, and so I was like, I'm not going to go on my own. I'm not going to go on my own. And then one day I was like, I'm going. I'm and then you get go. there and you realise... And it was fine. This is just... Everything is love. It's one thing that yeah. I always credit the battle rap community with. It's love. The events are incredible. The events are amazing. It's so much love. And then you talk to people like on just like a human level. Mm -hmm. And then you remember, oh, but this happened with me. I think I actually said this to you at one point in the middle of saying something. And I was like, fuck, I'm talking to Tony D. Like for a second, it it makes you like. (laughs) You know what's crazy? Is that I get that at events. I get that an awful lot. Like people are like, they're mid combo and they're like, I'm but like I'm actually talking to Tony D, yeah. But yeah. like, like, fuck, I'm, I breathe the same air you do. I know, man. but it's different when you, especially if you watch battle rap like I did for a long time uh, before uh, yeah, going. I get that, so I, I get never that. saw any of you in person, yeah. right? I only go from, I have favorites, and then I have my favorite battles that my favorites did, uh-huh. right? And so there's battles that I watched over and over and over again right and then i'd never met you so then i'm talking to you as a human being right <laughs> and then I, all of a sudden it just hits you in the back of your head you're like oh my god wait and that took a long time to get yeah, over that's it, it's crazy man like it, this this the whole thing like my kids think i'm mad famous yeah my kids we went, we went tenerife <laughs> right we was outside the restaurant in tenerife yeah. and someone said to me bro you're talking you're d, d. Mm-hmm. and like Fuck me, I'm in Tenerife. <laughs> like, I'm they looking at me like, ah, I took them butlins one time in uh, Bognor Regis. Mm-hmm. We got in and we was too early to put our bags in, so we had to leave it by the reception and go and walk around. And literally within three minutes of walking around, one of the people who worked there came up and said, bruv, can I have a picture, please? You're, you're like, you're and they looked at me day. like, hey. <laughs> and so, like, and we walk in Wolverhampton. If we walk in the market mm. and you just say, hey, Tony D. Mm. Like, that he knows you. No, no, he, he no. yeah, he knows. I don't he knows know who face. he is. Yeah, he, <laughs> he, he knows me. me. I have no yeah. clue. But yeah, it is it is strange. And the worst thing, uh, years ago, and I'm I mean years ago. I'm talking 13, 14 years. Doc supported um, De La Soul and Black Sheep mm-hmm. at the Jazz Cafe. Mm-hmm. So it's Doc, Doc, my brother. Mm-hmm. So I've gone there to see it, and I'm I'm upstairs backstage upstairs in Jazz Cafe, and Drez from Black Sheep was there. And he was standing about 
five meters from me mm-hmm. yeah and i could not say a word i looked at him like you are one of the main reasons i do this thing here mm-hmm. and i just sat there looking at him Fucking it's trace. that what it's the that's wonder trace. it's the <laughs> yeah, that's true and i know i know for a fact i didn't speak to you the first few times i saw you it, I, 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 guess. I think do you know what the interaction i do remember it was um checkpoint which one was the soul raptor one you me, and Ra- brown. me and troy brown yeah and you got off the stage after battling troy brown and i was like i have to say something Cause that performance was so like being in the room for it. That battle was crazy. Like that what was Troy such brought. A great battle. We had the rebuttal, the, the same rebuttal the back and that forth, went back. Suck, your mum sucks dick. Yeah. That, do you know how many times I've watched that back, even though I was in the room, right? And I still watch it as if it's a it's a brand new battle. And it, I think it, yeah. So so you come you came off stage and I was on the side. You were coming down. So you were, I think you were just going to go outside or something. And I remember going, that was so good. And you like, thank you. But I was like, that was all I could get out. No, I but like, that, that's all that I can happened. say to people is like, thanks, man. I'm glad yeah. you enjoyed it. That, yeah, that's yeah. all I do it for. It's so that you like it. You enjoy it. That yeah. you enjoy it, man. That's all I can hope for. Thank you again to Tony D it's for been an guest co-hosting. Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Seasons Greetings, mm-hmm. and I uh, hope you eat and drink and be merry. And have a blessed 2020. And have a blessed 2020. Um, yeah, you can catch Pod of Mercy every other Wednesday at Pod of Mercy. If you listen to this on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review. Uh, it currently says zero on there. All right, make sure you I've read got and review. Zero stars, guys. God damn, give us some stars. <laughs> Come on, you're going to make me go and listen to this, my own shit. Listen, rate and review. Rate and review. All right, no, but seriously, uh, enjoy your holidays and time off. Hopefully, you have some. And catch you next time. Bye.